0: Thank you for joining us for season two of the Parables of Plant Medicine. I'm Jeff Wilson, and welcome back to the world of magic, love, and healing, the world of plant medicine. I'm so delighted you have decided to share your time with us. In this season, we go deeper into the proverbial jungle of the mind, body, soul, and spirit to share stories of experiences, realizations, and even miracles. May these stories help foster your evolution in whatever form that may be. Welcome to season two of the parables of plant medicine. Uh, jeff wilson here with sarah samoon sarah i'm so excited to have you on mm. here and uh like we were speaking earlier we had the opportunity of meeting each other at i think about five in the morning uh on our way to putaneros <laughs>
1: like three of like three was in it the three four in the morning we, i don't think we got any sleep babe yeah. <laughs> at least i don't think i did like my friend montana and i were just too excited for this but it's yeah. probably about three in the morning we were both like Dude,
0: <laughs> yeah, let's get back we on the. Them. Sunrise. Get...
1: Our our first date, we watched the sunrise come up together.
0: That's right, <laughs> and uh, and it was an amazing experience at Punta Neris mm. in the bioluminescence tour when we got there, and it was funny because oh, yeah. um some of the uh, some of the um, the other negative algaes or things that are out there really start to light up when you're there, and it was the best. I've been to bioluminescence twice, but the one with you was the most um vibrant in experience. Yeah,
1: really. And, uh, that was my first time ever seeing it. So yeah. it was uh it was magical just on its own, just because I'm like, wow, so red tide is actually made for something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it stinks and you can't go in the water. So mm, but it was <laughs> it was so beautiful. And wow, what a what a group of people too, eh? It was
0: it was an interesting group of people for sure. And and we're all at our different levels and stuff. And then what was also interesting is my first experience though uh Mm -hmm. we got into the water we got taken out of the water and and when you got into the water it wasn't like red tide stuff and so when you when you and you see everybody jumps in the water and it's all black you really can't see anything and then they say then they say move your body in the water and you look around and there's like six or seven people around and they start laughing and giggling and you're like Mm -hmm. what's going on and then you do it you clap your hands in the water and this light comes out of nowhere and you're clapping yeah you start laughing (laughs) your head off and so that's uh it was a cool, cool little experience uh, to have for sure, and just showing the mysteries of the world, the planet, mm. and and the things. and It's wonderful to experience with that. Then the second time I saw mm. you, uh, mm. we were at uh, one uh, Pete and was bro-
1: it at the water part, the yeah, the party? Yeah, the
0: water. Yeah, the pool party. And I, and I hadn't <laughs> seen you in a long time, and it was crazy because I wasn't going to go to that, but I had a nap during the day, and uh, and I was like. Um, uh, that you have to go to this party this message in my head you got to go to this party and, and I was like why and I like you have to you've got some you've got more energy in you right now you have to go give it to somebody and so I'm yeah, walking around that yeah. party all night you're busy all night I'm not even thinking about it. I said <laughs> hi to you and I'm walking around and I'm seeing this, this guy Mike he's in the plant medicine. I'm trying to like hey do you want some of this and nothing really happens I'm like oh that was kind of I mean maybe something uh, happened maybe it didn't and then I'm walking around I'm like oh my god well maybe there's nobody here and then I walked over to say hi, mm. and I'm like, oh, my hands started to heat up. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh man, this is embarrassing because I know you're kind of in a relationship, <laughs> and I'm this weird guy you went on this thing with. And then I'm like, hey, hey. and then I'm like, I thought hey, you're sold, so babe. Uh, I, I know. totally thought I you're like, you
1: yeah, Keep going. This is good.
0: And I'm like, hey, listen, it's okay for you to say no to this, but I just got to tell you a hilarious story. <laughs> I had to sleep, I had to stream, I had to come here, I had to give something to somebody. And you're like, is it energy? And I'm
2: like, yes. <laughs>
0: And so mm. you closed your eyes and I was able to transfer a little bit of that. And you talked about it being uh this nice color blue and uh mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was an amazing experience. And you, know, you didn't call the police, which was incredible. And uh that was
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think if we called the police in Costa Rica, they would show up five days later. So that pool play yeah. would probably be five
0: yeah. days. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's true. Oh, that's funny. You know, but, that uh, that
1: was a beautiful no, that was a really beautiful moment and That energy was so infused with love, babe, and it was felt and it was almost like this ripple effect because I'm sure it wasn't just me that felt it. I know that you were kind of like on this mission trying to find people like, what am I supposed to give out? Like, who is this? Is it you? And like, no, it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to come back. I really miss Costa Rica. My heart is so there it felt so good like it just felt like "Mm, this is this is somewhere where I really can plan myself but I've always wanted to travel and you know this about me Jack you know I've wanted to travel I wanted to see this world I wanted to meet as many people Mm. cultures ethnicities hear people's stories and my mission in this life is it, it could seem really simple for people but for me it's powerful and it's just to meet as many people as I can and Just make them smile, you know, leave them better than how I first met them. And um, I'm on that path right now. I'm at the point in my life where, you know, my partner and I, we can travel and we can do these things. And it's brought us to this point where we have this mission to go out there, especially in a world, in a time such as this, where connection is like, it, it, it's, it's so needed and so wanted and you can just feel it in people over these past two years, people have really gotten that chance to go within and be like, this doesn't fucking matter to me. Oh my gosh. Can you swear on this podcast? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. (laughs) I should have asked that before. Okay, cool. Um, you know, to really just go in and see what matters what matters to them in life and really, really what doesn't matter anymore, man. And I find that people are having this beautiful awakening, pop, 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 like popping like popcorn. And the things that, that mattered in life before just doesn't fucking matter no more. And they're seeing the deepness and the connectedness and I'm finding that even though this could have been a very hard time for many of us, which I know it has been, it has been such a profound time too. And you can't see that light without that darkness. And just as we're going to get into the plant medicine, you know, this is kind of like an analogy for what life is right now, you know, just traveling through that darkness for the past two years and, you know, really having to be strong and resilient and learning compassion for others, you know, and I'll get into this about understanding empathy being the gateway to compassion. I'll get into that when, when we talk about Grandmother Aya because she has a she has a fun way to be able to kind of give you a little bit of messages here and there. But
0: Yeah, I I, uh, um, I, lo- I love yeah. what you're saying and you're 100% mm. right. When I go back to the place of, of Coco, the, the one thing that's happening here right now that I wish you were back here to see it is I live mm. in between Sardinal and uh, Coco. And we're having, okay. a, or, yep. we're ha- yeah, so right in between the two places, about 10 minutes from Sardinal, seven minutes from Coco in mm-hmm. Idea Verde. And, uh, Mm. and, um, and what I'm noticing now is that we've had a very early rainy season where the rest of the world is in in drought in a really interesting place here. But
1: Well, it was I, raining in like April and May. And people yeah. were saying that was that was like not super um, really normal. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and so what else is happening? I have a weather app and uh and I've never seen this happen before, but you can feel the mm-hmm. energy from lightning here. So every oh, day, every yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> like like it's like and, and it, it, like, I get a, an app uh, that tells me where the lightning strikes are, and it happens oh. five times a day. There's lightning mm. hitting this part of the world, and it's like mm. insane. And so, mm. I'm excited to see you feel the difference when you come I'm back. Feeling and you it. See no, I'm you're feeling
1: it. No, I'm feeling it even just you telling me that, like, <laughs> that, that, that lightning, that, that, like, that solar. You know, yes, everything you know. that happens. You can feel it, man, especially if you're sensitive. You know me. I'm very, very sensitive. Some people just call it a highly sensitive person. I just say I'm Sarah shamoon <laughs> I <laughs> feel very deeply, very deeply. I'm a very big feeler. But, you know, we may suffer more, but we fucking love more, man. Oh, That's right. We love and more. The,
0: <laughs> yeah, and the capacity to love is, mm. uh, it allows you to have an incredible life. And if, uh, if you need to feel the capacity for sorrow mm. and loss in order to feel that mm. love, then that's just mm. part of the game, right? It's part of the deal.
1: And you know, um, for me, I'm not a, I'm not a religious person. Um, for me, God is love. Mm. And even in the Bible, it says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I grew up you know, in a Christian household, Catholic household, and I was even an altar server, you know, when I was a child and it was beautiful. But um, as I've developed into my own soul being, I just look at God as love in all religions. You know, one thing that stays the same is love. I even have like with love, all is possible tattooed mm-hmm. on me in hieroglyphs.
2: Mm. Um
1: and that is my, that's how I want to show up in this world is just being love, because it is true. If you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, if God is love, then with love, all is possible. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. So I do know what me, you mean. And it's yeah. even interesting with your tattoo, uh, mm. with love, all things is possible. Uh, I have a tattoo on my back which is interesting done by the experiments from marimoto i think we talked about this i think we uh, did at the pool yeah, party because you're we looking pool at my tattoo party. Yeah. with
1: ices and yeah, yeah such, and, i
0: love this tattoo and so your tattoo um in a hieroglyph says all is possible with love my tattoo mm-hmm. in kanji japanese kanji are the two mm-hmm. symbols that when you put them mm-hmm. against water and you Mm. photograph them under a microscope, they become the most beautiful crystals of all words in the world. Wow. And they are love and gratitude.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, so sexy. <laughs> so beautiful.
0: Well, yeah, but I couldn't do that in English because people would be like, what's going on, right? you got to hide the messages oh, in the cool yeah, stuff. so right? beautiful. Yeah.
1: Oh, but it's so beautiful when you can explain it that way, you know, and just like me in hieroglyphs, right? People yeah. ask, like, what is that? And um, I've always been so connected to the um, to ancient Egypt. My mm-hmm. father is Babylonian mm-hmm. and there's so... Mm-hmm. And there's so much history in the ancient Assyrians and just learning a little bit about my father's culture and seeing even in the medicine, how much pain and suffering there was in my father's culture. It was in, you know, trying to help heal, you know, the ancestors. It's man, I swear this mission of mine in this lifetime has been, <laughs> it's something I'm like, I, how did I agree to do this? But you know what? We are not given anything that we can't handle in life. And I am so grateful for every trial and tribulation, every challenge, every heartbreak, every failure, every, you know, misunderstanding and, you know, loss or whatever you want to call it, you can call it whatever. But man, it fucking strengthens you. It really makes you this resilient, like I can do all things through love because when you just go back to love, even all that fear, even all the chaos, it just brings you right back into harmony because you're like, shit, I've been through this before. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to show people that they can do it too, you know, because you're really just living your life story. You're living your experience. You can either go with your head held high and say, so, you know what? I've been through this. I know how you're feeling. Empathy is the gateway to compassion. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of empaths out there. You know, this, is, oh, I'm an empath. I feel everybody's shit. <laughs> you know what? No, i to hold, I'm gonna hold it right there because I really wanna get into that story when it comes to the medicine. Hey listeners, Pia here so i worked with jeff Wilson to write his
2: book evolve the parables of plant medicine if you've been feeling a little lost lately and haven't looked into the magical world of plant medicine yet here is your sign to discover the depths of their power read jeff's book to learn more about his journey to healing and transformation and how you can get started i
1: highly recommend this book just search amazon for evolve the parables
2: of plant medicine to get your copy And if you would like to write a book, you can go to my
0: website at www.piaedberg.com.
1: Oh, and hi, tribe. I'm sorry, I didn't even (laughs) say hello to your awesome tribe, your listeners, the Parables of Plant Medicine tribe. I love you and I appreciate you and thank you for being here and thank you for existing. And I really do hope all your dreams come true if you're listening to this.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for that message. I just mm-hmm. want to touch on a little bit about what you're talking about, love, because we—I told you last mm-hmm. night about uh, the night terror I had as I'm approaching yeah, my then. first ayahuasca uh, experience, and and I understand that all the like, mm-hmm. like your friend Erica, all these things start happening, right? These things start happening to you mm-hmm. as it happens, mm-hmm. and and so you're
1: you're in the medicine already, the but, medicine v-
0: but your words. Seconds but your words Mm -hmm. and your tattoo that says all is possible is love. I -hmm. needed a little bit more clarity than just, and I said, what is it? And so as I thought through it and as I said, okay, I'm going to go deep, I'm going to go into the darkness and I'm Mm -hmm. going to have a conversation. And in that darkness, I will find that person that may uh, I may uh, fear or I may uh, have an Mm -hmm. issue with or whatever it is. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and then, so the question to me was how do I put love on that person? And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about, about there's this movie called kung fu hustle I don't know if you saw it where this one guy um uh after a really struggling life becomes a very very good kung fu master and he's fighting against another guy he's been looking for an adversary forever and by the mm. end of it um the, the the guy who turns into it ends up uh, beating the the other guy, and he's sitting there just, and, and instead of just a fight, like he's not going to kill him, but then he goes, "I've never met anyone like you," and he just turns to him and he says, "I can teach you,"
2: and then mm. he fell to
0: his knees. And so there is, uh, I think, a definition or a distinction for me in be loving, but also teach mm. other people
2: what Mm -hmm. love is
0: and how to love. Mm -hmm. And so we move from being loving to teaching love and being love and teaching love. And because if we're just being love, it's just thing. But if we can teach people how to be loving and be loved, the person that is wants to take advantage, you can no longer. And in that movie, he drops to his knees and calls him master because he just realized Mm. the power of being beaten and then loved and said, I will teach you. Right. And it's just like, this. I
1: love how you're saying you keep going back to being instead of doing love
0: mm.
1: and teaching and, you know, having, you know, this complete um, agenda of how you're going to teach someone love. You know, we've seen this in like in the pandemic, you know, there was a lot of this side and that side. And you're trying to mm. teach someone to feel this way or, or to like look at things that way. And, you know, instead, you know, the best way to teach someone is to be, be it. You wanna, you wanna teach love, you be love. you know. You wanna be, you wanna teach like happiness. You are the happiness. It's like they're mirroring who you are. Like if you were to go and say, "You're doing something wrong. I don't like the way that you're doing this. This is the right way to be." Thinking you want to listen to this, dude? No, you're wrong. I'm right, and that's why you need to listen to me because I'm gonna teach you X, Y, and Z. Man, I don't wanna look at you. I don't even wanna like. It's it's me. You know, but when you approach it with a real, seated, genuine compassion and care that you really want someone to do better,
0: you you, know, you you lift them up and you listen.
1: mm, Listen, beautiful, yes. Which is all a part of love because it's not just about you getting your message across. It's about what what did that person get out of this? You know,
0: what what are you
1: able to do? Yeah, it's like instead of having to try to get something out of someone. You just continue to give you know, there it's you, you see that in business, you see that on social media, you see that on everything. Like how many likes can I get? How many followers can I get? How many business prospects can I get? How many, you know, get get get. Man, you are fucking selfish. But when you really switch that, but this is not just about switching it. This is about being being that state of actual giving because you're not living there in a is. state of fear. There it you're is, not right? living in a state of lack.
2: Yeah. Right? But you're not living in a state
1: of worthiness. Like I am worthy and what and I have success. I I am worthy. When I had those likes and comments and follows and blah, 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 blah. you know, no man, you are worthy right now. You exist right now, which means that you are worthy. And here's that, the thing: that you, energy. Yeah,
0: mm, Sarah, good, you, baby, you, you and I both know this, and that um, we both um, want to have impacts in the world with what we do, and we do. And sometimes when that happens, um, we feel that. Uh, we're not having as much of it because we don't get, for example, all the um, likes or the gets that mm-hmm. we have. And then mm-hmm. you start to change the mentality from what mm-hmm. can I get to how much can I possibly give? Mm-hmm. And then this whole thing flips mm-hmm. on its head and people are like running towards you because mm-hmm. the magic
2: mm-hmm.
0: of that mm-hmm. moment is giving is getting. And as you mm. give, you get mm-hmm. the thing that you give. And so that's that crazy moment where you, you, getting is hollow. And it, mm. uh, over time, you're like, okay, I can check it off my list. I got 10 people to like me. But if you <laughs> gave uh, of yourself, but without thinking about getting, then all of a sudden, somebody will come out of the woodwork, you did not even know and go, you have no money idea and you. I know people have said this to you how much what your words said to me and and you had no idea you'd have an impact and that's Mm -hmm. the true magic of what what we're trying to do and what people when they realize it life becomes this incredibly rich experience of getting because all Mm -hmm. we can focus on is giving service you know
1: true bliss is found in service yes your bliss is found in service yeah and, you know, even in, even in one of the lines of work I do, you know, when someone says, that, you know, I want to make $1,000 a month, I want to make $4,000 a month, that I just flip it on them and I say, you know, well, why don't we change this to how can I help 4,000 4, people live a healthy life, yeah. you know? Because that income will come, baby, yeah. when you're focusing on how can I mango? change a
0: generation of a family forever? Ooh. You know, so yeah, the, the questions mm. that we ask ourselves as we continue to go through our own work and what you're doing and what I'm doing, um, allows us to, uh, I think, realize really profound wisdoms that. Where the happiness that lacks in the world now, we find it in service and in giving. And I know you're that type of person. And I'm super excited to uh, to talk about this stuff. Um,
1: yeah, babe.
0: So thank let's you. Jam it out. Let's jam, jam it. Out. I think let's... I
1: think I think that uh, I think our conversation so far is already an amazing podcast on its own.
0: <laughs> let's just let's just be real here. Before we get going, tell me a little bit about the empowering work you do in the emergence of finally this rebalancing of feminine versus masculine power, it seems to me that you're doing something, uh, to lift up, um, uh, feminine energy. And and Mm. I just really want to speak a little bit or have you talk a little bit about that. And then we'll jump into the plant medicine experiences.
1: Wow. babe! (laughs) You know, that is such a profound question all on its own because, um, your listeners may not know this, but okay, let's let's just let's just hold it. Let's just take this back a little. Um, I was born with a port wine birthmark over the right side of my face, and it's still there to this day. Um, growing up as a child, I've always been my father always like my parents always said you were always a leader. You are always the one like ten feet in front of us, and you know, and you would come back, you would smile, and you would grab our hands, and then you would bring us forward, right? Mm-hmm as a child, you know, I never really saw this birthmark. Um, I remember kindergarten, my parents have this video, I swear. (laughs) I'm surprised you haven't put this on a TikTok or something, but (laughs) most embarrassing, but awesome moments, because it really does kind of give an idea of my personality. When I was in kindergarten, yeah, you have like talent shows and lip sync competitions and all that fun stuff in grade school. In kindergarten, I put on this Sequence pink little tutu outfit and I went in front of the whole school and danced to girls just want to have fun so you can get <laughs> that vibe right there <laughs> that that is Sarah Shamoon, right and it's kind of funny because that is still my jam you know nice. especially when she sings about you know some boys take a beautiful girl and hide her away from the rest of the world what do you want to be I want to be the one to walk in the sun <laughs> the girls just want to have fun you know, as as I get older, you know, kids start to be more aware or observant what's going on. You don't have all that, you know, that beautiful childhood innocence where you're just running around and everybody looks the same. Um, Grade five is when I started to steal my mom's concealer and Mm -hmm. start going to school, covering up my birthmark. And I think from grade five, Jeff, to just before COVID, when I had a really huge awakening,
2: yeah.
1: um, I wore makeup to cover my birthmark every day. I would not go to the gym. I would not go to the corner store when I go to school. I did not leave my house without covering my birthmark because I was so um, ashamed of it. I was so embarrassed by
2: mm-hmm.
1: it, and um, I. I think at that there was points in my life, like I I went to a few different grade schools because I was bullied pretty bad, and it was really affecting me as a child. Um, grade seven, grade eight, and then even into high school, I went to two different high schools, and then ended up dropping out. Yeah, th- I actually what? did drop out of high school. Yeah, <laughs> even though I have an honors degree <laughs> in, in nutrition, but like yeah, I dropped out of high school. I was it was just so fucking hard man like feeling that no one like you know you're just by yourself and no one likes you trying to figure out a way to fit in by going to you know going to the you know the parties that you might overhear someone saying and getting completely annihilated just like oh look at me you know but all of that really really you know comes out full circle it really does um you know the girls that used to bully are now the ones that have come around full circle to want my help. But in saying that, um, I really think a part of my mission in this lifetime, if you believe in reincarnations or not, but um, was to really understand in this time of world where social media and filters and who has the better booty who has the better face who has the bigger lips who has the perfect eyebrows in a world where we're just constantly putting lenses on to really filter through our true definition of beauty and self love and fucking love like just mm-hmm. love yeah. Um. you know I was meant to have this birthmark coming from a family of just beautiful humans like my family are all drop dead physical beautiful and they're loving and beautiful too, but they um, come from very good looking family on the outside. I'm on the inside too. I'll be straight up. I love you fam, but they are. And I had this birthmark, you know, and I resented it so much, Jeff, for so long. I really did. And I'm like, who is ever going to love me Mm -hmm. um, with this birthmark? You know, I can go out at night and, you know, this guy might think I'm pretty. I have my makeup on. Oh my God, I can't sleep over because he's going to send my birthmark in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I've allowed like men to, um, you know, just use me for sex and, you know, never hear from them again. And that just does a lot on a woman's heart too, because you're just looking for someone to love you and be like, yeah, you're beautiful. And I love you for who you are. Um, So I went through that and like, you know, your late teens, your early 20s. And all of this, Stuff is building what i am meant to do even though you don't see it then you know it is really building your resilience your character and everything that you are meant to do in this world yes like sometimes your hardest challenges like the the, your demise things that you fucking hate end up Mm. becoming your biggest blessings like your biggest blessings and you cherish you're like oh my god this is why i'm here
0: The late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? If you are called to service and feel like you need more tools for the situations that are showing up in your life, consider the 30-week Be True to You coaching course. It changed my life and it's helped me to help others the links are located in the podcast body i highly recommend taking a look at them and joining us on this journey thanks again for listening to the parables of plant medicine Jeff Wilson, back with Sarah. Sarah's talked a little bit about her experiences with her birthmark and troubles in high school. Mm. After being such a vibrant uh, young mm. uh, child, leading her family everywhere, and uh, and and starting to sort of feel the brunt of the judgment of our society mm-hmm. i think and mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah becoming a high school dropout who got a degree that's great <laughs> i'm just kidding but i just love that <laughs> i just love the fact that you're uh the, the way that you're going through all this process um and on this podcast i love to hear about the reasons why people make the decision to mm-hmm. um decide on trying plant medicine. Can you talk to me up to the process as to how you got there and then what you decided to do?
1: Mm, sure. So i have always <laughs> liked to feel good. So, you know, or take it to the next level, you know, whether that was, you know, doing cocaine or MDMA at like festivals. Um, is that like feel good? you know, and just only being around what we knew to be drugs.
2: Mm. Um,
1: as I went through certain things and realized that these are actually not benefiting me. They're not helping me. Um, how, going through my own spiritual awakening and, you know, I'm very much a studier, Jeff. Um, my life path number is a four. I love to study. I love to learn new things. And, I think when the right time came as I was, you know, cleansing my body, getting more holistic into, you know, my practices and just feeling really clear um, without, you know, drugs or alcohol and just kind of like really taking a step back and being, what am I supposed to do with my life? I have all these beautiful gifts to share. I don't know what that next step is, that next creative path. And you know, all of a sudden, like you, you start seeing these weird YouTube videos about ayahuasca or like mm. these these people out in the jungle, like banging on drums and um, you know, taking these cups of juice. And I'm like, What's that juice? You know, why are they tripping out? <laughs> um, you know, or or are you seeing women doing a static dance and feeling like free? And I'm like, oh. i mean let me look into this a little bit more. Mm. And I think the deeper I got into my evolution, the deeper I got into myself and seeing that, you know, what was, I was, I doing these drugs to, to um, in the past, because I was not trying, I was trying to forget about the shit that was going on and just, you know, be, um, I guess you can say quote unquote free from my suffering Or was I just trying to put a Band-Aid on how I really wanted to feel? And, you know, being able to learn more about how these plants, the real medicine, not the, you know, the so-called medicine that just makes your worries go away because they're just Band-Aiding for a little bit. Band-Aiding. Anyways, that's a new word. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Love it. You know, really starting to stay with myself and really starting to pull back the layers of the onion of the you know, the suffering I've had in my life and whether or not I really wanted to take that next step forward to heal myself, not to just heal others as I was always putting others first. I was like, what business can I do next? That is going to help empower that next woman. And, you know, going back to, you know, the birthmark going towards women's empowerment and literally showing women that, Hey, I have this birthmark. I'm on camera right now and I am getting through this insecurity. Mm-hmm. I want to show you that if I can do this, so can you, baby. And every business that I've gone in, you know, has been... I don't i don't even want to say that it was a conscious choice to get into certain businesses or create them, but it was always about empowering women somehow,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know? And that led me to wanting to empower myself. I'm like, I can only... I can only help people as much as I'm helping myself. Sarah, you can't, you, you're, you don't have to heal the world, boo. You need to heal yourself. And when you heal yourself, you really do heal the world.
0: And right. what happened? So- yeah, and so what? Ha- is such a beautiful statement. I want to repeat what you said: when you heal yourself, you heal the world. More specifically, when you work on yourself, and you know mm-hmm. this for a fact, all these people come out of the woodwork with the same issues that mm-hmm. you have, mm-hmm. and they, and then you're, all of a sudden, you're like weird i think i can help yeah. you let's have a conversation so the yeah, world because you relate co- you're relating but you're, they're, you're
1: allowing yourself to be vulnerable
0: the biggest unconscious process is when you work on yourself the people that need you the most show, show up. up you don't have to find mm-hmm. them they're they're mm-hmm. waiting for you and they just there's sometimes people you're sitting beside had no idea
2: yeah.
1: Right. You know, it's, it's so crazy that you say that because even, you know, I'll send, you know, even on Facebook when it's like, you can see like it's someone's birthday, you know, mm. and you may have not even talk to that person, but I love to send a voice note on someone's birthday and <sighs> I literally sing them happy birthday. Brilliant. And they, there are sometimes you get that message of like, I really needed that today. I just, I needed your soothing voice and mm. that is, is bigger than any million dollar paycheck that you will ever receive. Because like as going back into the beginning of our, our podcast when I said, bliss is found in service. You know,
2: mm.
1: how can we take our, our, our burden or how can we take our struggles and turn them into blessings? And I believe mm. this birthmark story has been my biggest blessing because I'm able to stand this beautiful fucking lit goddess that I am now today mm. and knowing the suffering that I've been through in my life and look at that next woman who might be the most beautiful drop-dead thing you ever seen. They're all, all women are, if y'all listen to this and you're a woman, you're a fucking beautiful, babe. I love you. Mm. Um, but be able to say, I can hug her and make her feel that love and whatever it is that we're meant to do. Man, that is the best purpose that I could give to myself. And just going back to why do I want to do medicine? Right? I wanted to do medicine, because I wanted to pull out more of the layers of the onion as to how can I serve more. But what I didn't realize that it was going to knock me on my ass because I still had so much healing that I was repressing. Jeff, I don't know if you know this, babe, but September 14th is one year sobriety for me, man. <laughs> Holy oh. shit, that's crazy. <laughs> Congratulations. I don't even know I to call it congratulations I want to call it like shit like you're actually working through your stuff that you don't want to harm for me alcohol was not about let's go out and party and have fun alcohol for me got to the point where it was um I wasn't allowing myself to to have good things happen for me mm. um whether it was in my work in my romantic, rom- romantical life <laughs> Romant- romantic oh, life like- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, in family life um i didn't feel it worthy or deserving of this um happiness and i remember like coming back to the trailer here in fast Lake, that's where we come for the summers i had these shitty freaking triggers that would come up because i was going into the trailer to chug down some vodka and I was like, man, that was just a year ago, you know? And on the surface level, you're like, no, that's not you. You, you don't do that shit. But deep down, you know, like there was this really deep, you don't deserve this happiness and you're going to fuck yourself up because good things are happening. Like we were about to travel and, you know, work's going great. My family's back together and things are piecing together. My my um, relationship, my romance life, my the love and, I was like, no, you don't deserve this. Get your ass on the floor. And that's what alcohol would do for me. If I was supposed to, um, you know, get on a call or or do a live or something, I would find a way to try to be like, no, you're not doing that. You're going to fuck yourself up. You're going to because alcohol would make me silent. I wasn't giving my voice. Mm. You know, and my voice is power. I know, I know that is a beautiful gift of mine, and I give them my words because let, it comes truly from my heart space.
0: Let me, let me hold it back. I'm going to pull it back for a second because there was a moment at mm. uh, bioluminescence, and I want to speak to the goddess that you are because mm. I came in with my little pitchfork and my little devil tail, <laughs> uh, already <laughs> half wasted because I'm I'm not I'm not in any program or anything, and I was there with my friend Jody, just bored, <laughs> and I uh, I was, and, and, I, and I and I always, and I always think. Uh, <laughs> I always think that everybody's just like me. Show up with a bottle of whiskey, hanging yeah, out. With yeah, Re- yeah, Reg yeah. is the only guy on the other side there, ex-military, and and even his wife's like easy, Reg. Like you know what happened yeah, last time. Yeah, and I'm something. I'm sitting playing guys playing games cards of humanity and I'm sitting there and you guys won't even deal me in because I had to smile and everybody's gonna look at me (laughs) like oh god this guy is doesn't realize it I pass the the bottle to everybody there and everybody turns it down except for Reg and then your buddy that was there from Montana or Montana's name she was like Yeah. uh, yeah maybe later and so I just kept asking it to her every time and at the end of it I was like oh and I was like am I in an AA meeting here like what is going on and then I was like no man you're just a bit ridiculous and I triggered everybody there and you guys were all strong and you all like smiled at me in this adorable way like it's okay man we've been where you're at and it was hilarious but it was like like I want to call you out on that because because um you're being so real and and, in a moment vulnerable with that thing. And and I, Mm -hmm. I don't see that. Then I hear it. And I'm like, I want to say that's, they will always show up with our, with our pitchforks and our tails. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and then you just teach us a better way where you're like, Hey, you you don't know what that means to me. And now Mm -hmm. I do. So it changes the way that, uh, you know, I hide the tail and put the pitchfork away. <laughs> like, you know, I just- it's
1: not like you it's not like you openly knew like, hey, you know, sir, doesn't drink anymore, you know, because like it just it doesn't, yeah, it's, 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 be- it's not where it's not where I am right now. Like, it's just it, you know, I, I don't like to look at at sobriety as abstinence. So I like to look at it as I, I it's not controlling me, you know, Um you know, I don't want to think I'm never going to have a drink for the rest of my life. I want to know that I'm good,
2: Whereas,
0: you know? that yeah. I
1: that I don't have to hurt myself, that I am I I don't need that shit.
0: But then we're talking you know? like about just, we're talking about listening and being em- empathic empathy is the is the mm, okay. is the key to compassion and so I'm sitting it's there, gateway to
2: compassion, right
0: gay way to compassion mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and my core my core trauma is uh mm. rejection and nobody's mm. drinking with me <laughs> so I start pushing it even further like it's just this hilarious wow. and it was such a beautiful moment but if, oh. And so now I'm like, why are people subconsciously, but somewhat going what somebody has to and Reg's dead finally, but I was just like, I don't know if these are my people, <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, Jeff, what's wrong mm-hmm. with you? Like you're feeling rejected. Why? You don't even know why you don't know why people are saying no. And and you, now you're not asking, you're not listening. You're not asking why, because you had a card game, but you're continuing to push. You're continuing to trigger and continue to do it. And so Well, you're doing you're, that to
1: yourself. Everybody else was yeah, just marrying you. Yeah, like yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, not re- yeah. baby, we're not rejecting you. We're just rejecting, we just don't want the booze. But and see, you don't that's want, you we're that's but here's the
0: thing, it's, it's not, not the it's, it's not the booze you're rejecting. It's not me rejecting. You're rejecting the thing no. that the booze was to you.
1: Yeah, it well, yes. yeah, it, yeah. Thank you. No, that's that's perfect, but it, it's not you, babe. And, yeah, no, and that's I, part I, of I your know. Journey. I just I just ah, wanted to be aware
0: know. of what was happening there. I just wanted to get one level deeper deeper to say, Oh, I get it now. And and this has yeah, been a major beautiful. lesson for me. That's beautiful for you. Way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so thank, absolutely. thank you. Thank you.
1: <laughs> that no, that's really great that you had that observation because you know, um I, I can really understand. Why you would want to push that on because of the feeling of rejection, like like, and just being in that moment. And thank you for sharing that because that helped me understand a little bit of hey, how can I be that antidote to this man suffering right now? And that's where you get into empathy is the gateway to compassion because compassion is the antidote to suffering, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we help that? And you know, a lot of empaths. And you know what? Fuck it, I'll just say it right now, anyway. So a lot of empaths. You know, and I always like this, you know, especially when you're very sensitive and you just don't really, it it just kind of like just gets so strong. Uh, You'll, uh, empaths are such a beautiful, such a beautiful gift to, to have empathy, to be empathic, to feel someone else's emotion, to feel what they're feeling. And so many beautiful gifted empaths, they, they choose not to go out to certain places, you know, like, um, Sure. In the beginning, you're self-preserving yourself. Like if, like you know, you're you're trying not to drink alcohol. You don't want to be in like you know when when maybe you wouldn't go to a club or something where Mm -hmm. people are drinking all the time because you're just trying to self-preserve yourself. But then it can get to the point like you know a year or two down the road where you're still saying no to these things. Are you actually self-preserving yourself, or you're spiritually bypassing, right? And you're not using your level of I'm I got this and being able to use that empathy. A lot of empaths will only use half of their gift. Mm. half that gift is being able to feel that person being able yeah i feel your shit yeah Yeah, i feel your shit but okay i feel your shit but now what can i do to to help you that's that's where the empathy leading to compassion comes in you know and uh it's so beautiful when you when you awaken to that i'm like holy shit that's the lesson here but that's like that happened in ayahuasca so when we get when we get to the part in and and grandmother ayahuasca oh man i love that medicine i love her so much i connected so well with her and we'll get to that
0: so thank you again for that experience and the the fact that we can have the conversation after and the fact that i check in uh to okay. go oh my goodness that's why people are saying no and and then you're like, oh, but but subconsciously I'm feeling this way. And so if we don't mm-hmm. talk and we don't communicate, which we Probably. normally wouldn't in that situation, but we can now, mm-hmm. then we realize something. Mm-hmm. There. And so there is a greater yeah. level of wisdom and enlightenment that happens um, when we communicate honestly with what's going oh. on. And, and so let's talk about mm-hmm. your first, what got you to your first mm. ayahuasca experience, and what happened. Okay.
1: Sure, thank you. Um, so being in Costa Rica, obviously um, plant medicine is uh, not very hard to find if you wanted to explore that more. Um, there's beautiful retreat centers and healing centers and um, lots of great shamans that travel from around the world to go to Costa Rica. Um, I just think, uh, you know, you just, the synchronicities, when, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, you know? And I knew like, okay, when I was back in Canada, like my girlfriends and I were very much on um, similar pages and we would do hero doses of mushrooms together here at the lake.
2: Nice. We have,
1: it's right on Georgian, um, sorry, right on Lake Huron. We also have Georgian Bay. So there's some really cool hideout spots that we just go right into. for the listeners. Course. Yeah.
0: Just for the listeners, a heroic dose of mushrooms that, in my research is seven to nine grams. Is that how much you were doing? Uh,
1: okay. So then maybe, maybe a baby hero. We oh, okay, okay, okay.
0: Okay. 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 <laughs> five is, yeah, five might be the bar bottom level okay yeah makes sense okay yep
1: uh, that's hilarious <laughs> i guess a baby hero baby hero
0: yeah baby hero, enough, baby
2: yeah.
1: hero. that's a sarah size hero for those who are listening i'm like five foot two and just like this little powerhouse yes, yeah. I, good things come in little packages right there you go um <laughs>
0: so tell me about that environment when you're doing those baby mm. hero doses
1: so being here in nature like you can probably hear our fountain in the background like mm. i'm surrounded by trees here we're on bass lake it's right in between wireton and owen sound mm. um and like 15 minutes from Sable beach so if you have people in ontario that that are listening they kind of understand like wow this is a really beautiful area and when we thought about traveling jay and i didn't want to lose this place it still seems like a good home base to come in the summertime so we can visit friends and family and get shit done that we need to get done and just enjoy this beautiful space that we have here i'm very grateful there are beautiful places in canada canada is a beautiful country um but being out we have this it's very um a very indigenous land here you know um because there's uh, a few reserves that are really close by but this is well what am i what am i saying this is all indigenous land but very very sacred spots and you can feel the energy here very much so There is a place called Skinner's Bluff, but there is this hideout space. There's this one rock that, I'm gonna have to send you a picture of this rock because you have to see it to believe it. And we're like, let's go do mushrooms there.
2: (laughs) Okay. So
1: we did it around, around um, sunset and I'll never forget. It was my brother, myself, Jay and Laura. And that was like the first time I really had an experience with a psychedelic. And it was a very, very, very powerful experience. Um, it's it, it got really beautiful at first because you're on like you're on a mountain like on a cliff and you're looking over this beautiful greenery greener acreage and then you see Georgian Bay and like here oh I'm sorry you see this is Georgian Bay Georgian Bay Lake Huron anyways it's beautiful okay you see water and we're sitting on this rock and you just see all the, the everything just comes to one and the oh, anyone who's done plant medicine they know the oh, you know, and then all of a sudden you're engulfed in, in the medicine. And this was the first time I really experienced something so profound, but the meta, the mushroom said to me, you know, this is going to get a little uncomfortable for you right now, but don't worry, we have your back and we're going back about three years. Yeah. About three years ago. And I'm sitting there. My girlfriend, Laura is sitting there and we would just, no, one's talking, you know, no, everyone's in their own, um, thing. You know what I mean? Like their own bubble and just kind of experience like we just like we don't know what's going on. We never experienced this before. It's just four friends just getting together and and doing some, some plant medicine. But we had the intention, see this wasn't let's go do some mushrooms and get high and like see shit. You know, like you would in high school, like you don't pay attention to how powerful this medicine is. Now being about three years ago, I'm experiencing some really deep emotions in this. And feeling my brother and his pain too, like his his journey was very, very, very profound because he had a lot of womb healing cradled in a in almost like he was in a cocoon, you know, and just really having a hard time. Jay, he gets the name Shaman Jay lead the way because he's no matter what, he was all he did the most mushrooms, probably did six seven grams and he's out like making sure everyone's stuff is is ordered like my shoes were all over the place i was freaking blowing my nose and my saw because i was like literally <laughs> cleansing i like i'm like laughing and crying hysterical like the things that you would see with purging with ayahuasca mm. but i didn't know about ayahuasca I- like i didn't ever try ayahuasca then so um, but my friend laura had and we're in this experience together I'm like we at one point tapped each other's heads and just kind of like oh my god this is not really comfortable and I saw her mom's sexual molestation and she saw my mom's sexual molestation that's how connected Laura and I were in this and Jay's just out there taking care of everybody and like he had a profound moment too because he's like why am I taking care of everybody else's stuff and like no one cares about me (laughs) you know so we're all having this like really remarkable experience and at this one point I went to go sit out and look out at the moon and I look down on the rock and the rock is always so warm this is such a beautiful rock this huge rock and my name (laughs) I'm not shitting you my look down and my name is like glowing in the rock it's like Sarah I'm like right in of me and i'm like oh my god oh my god is this is like am i seeing shit no the, the like everyone's like holy shit this is like the coolest thing ever how is your name like right in front of you wow. and so whenever i was having like a hard time like like kind of like just going through some really deep emotional stuff, not being really confused of why I'm feeling this pain. The, the mushrooms always said, don't worry, we have you. Don't worry. we got you. This is uncomfortable. I know, but you're so strong and you're going to get through this, babe. Just look down at your name whenever you're having a hard time. And I would do that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. There's my name. Okay. Good. And I'm going to go back into, let's, 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 this kind of, this was like surface level stuff that I was getting to, Mm. but, um I saw that night um this my neighbor touching me and I was four years like about four years old and my I was like what the fuck? I'm like, no. Mm. Like, oh, like why did I see that? And I repressed it. And now we're going back three years ago. Like, okay, I want I want you guys to remember this. Mm. I just like, oh, I don't like I don't like that. Oh, like yeah. why did I see that?
0: Yeah. Go back and, to
1: the name. <laughs> Yeah, like and this, yeah, let, let's just like change the topic here. So I want you guys to remember I saw my neighbor touching me and i just completely repressed it and like okay no that's like that's because i wasn't fully understanding what this medicine was all about and that's why really learning our medicines and understanding the teacher and the wisdom that that your intention probably
0: your intention probably wasn't to heal at that moment too it was just hey here's something that we could work on if you're ready i continue to relate even deeper now with you because i know how real and how vulnerable you have been in this moment and i want to thank you so much for that (laughs) we got we got 45 (laughs) more minutes to go but i am on the edge of my seat here and we are going in to the mother ayah experience Mm -hmm. when we Mm -hmm. come back so uh, i'll talk to
2: you Mm
1: -hmm. thank you thank you babe. thanks